Happy New Year, Seals fans, and welcome to Seals Pod. We are talking today to Seals GM and head coach Patrick Merrill. The season is really just about a quarter of the way through. I know that's hard to imagine, uh, but four games in and want to get everybody updated on where the team is at, get some real perspective from Patrick on the inside of the team, the players. Uh, We want to get you some injury updates and just really let everybody in on everything going on with the Seals. Patrick, how are you? Hope you had a great holidays and happy new year. Uh, Happy holidays to you too, Mike, Uh, and happy new year as well. Uh, yeah, I'm doing fine, thanks. Uh, how you doing? We are doing well. We've had some uh, unseasonably cold weather here in San Diego and some rain, but you know, I think we can't complain compared to most everywhere else in the country and North America. So, so we're doing all right. Absolutely, absolutely. So, as of today, January first. Uh, look, I don't think we're where anybody wanted to be, sitting at one and one and three, but little bit of momentum. Talk to us about where you are, what the position the SEALs are in right now as of January 1st. Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, I would agree. I don't, I don't think anyone's uh, very pleased or, or satisfied uh, with being one and, th- and three at this point. Um, you know, getting a big win uh, in Vancouver, um, especially the way we won in overtime, I think it's going to be a really big boost for our confidence. Um you know, but uh, certainly uh, a, bit, a bit of a disappointing start for us. We felt uh, pretty good coming out of training camp. Um, you know, obviously still uh, have some guys uh, with some lingering injuries from last year that we're, we're excited to get back soon, hopefully. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of new faces as well. Um, you know, so um, we expect, uh, you know, the, the next uh, few games to be uh, to be different. We, 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 we know we have to get better and we know the areas that we do need get better uh, in uh, and we're going to attack those areas over the next couple weeks and I keep building from here. Coming off the back-to-back you had Calgary at home and then Vancouver on the road a Friday-Sunday schedule and you start 0-3 what what was your message to the team in Vancouver uh, to to get them going get them on the right track and get that victory? Yeah well I I would say in in the first three games uh, there was a bit of a uh, we were a bit of a fragile group where, where in the sense that we felt like we played well for, for long stretches in, in all three of those games and that, um, you know, we'd get down or we'd deal with adversity um, with a kind of a run going the wrong way against us and, uh, and, uh, and weren't able to recover in those three games. And we just felt like, uh, you know, we need to get back to – being a more confident group uh we needed to you know focus less on outcomes quite frankly uh the wins and losses at the end of the night and just uh circle back to the uh to the process and those the little areas that we needed to uh uh improve upon to you know not to be on the wrong side of those those long runs um and uh and that was our focus and 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 tried to kind of take the pressure off the group. There was a bit of a, a black cloud over the group after the Calgary game. It was a game that we thought uh, we were ready for and, and, and we thought it was a good matchup for us and, and we were excited to play. And, and when we lost that game, again, it, it, you know, the guys were pretty down about it. And so uh, we wanted to try to give them a bit of a mental and physical break on Saturday, which was a travel day to uh, Vancouver from San Diego. And then and then, you know, try to lift their spirits on Sunday morning in preparation for the game in Vancouver. And I could say that the feeling in the, in the locker room was, was much different. It was a much more confident, hungry group. And, um, you know, and, and just getting back to believing in, in, in ourselves and each other, I think that was a, a big thing, too. You know, when you, when you lose uh, like that, you know, that many times in a row, you know, you start to question a lot of things. And, and so we wanted to get that doubt and fear out of our minds hungry and and be aggressive and 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 play with a little bit more confidence and uh i think uh generally you know although it wasn't a perfect game for us i still think there's lots of room for improvement uh we definitely play with more confidence and that's got to be a big thing you kind of feel that monkey on your back when it comes to starting the season you want to get that first win get out of the way feel good about it oh and one oh and two oh and three so it starts to build, get a little heavier, and once you can finally knock that thing off and get that first win, it's got to be a big sense of relief and just be able to play a little freer going forward. 
No doubt. Uh, no doubt. I think I think that's uh, also in game as well. You know, I think when you when you have a little we call it plus play or, or energy play or hustle play that that creates momentum, you feed off it. But it, it also goes the other way pretty quickly. Um, you know, when you make a mistake, and, and especially like you said, when we're uh, when we're not really confident as is, you know, uh, and de- dealing with losses and things like that. But uh, you know, I, I will say, you know, our our, our group, it, it's not a matter of, uh, of guys not caring. You know, I think it, 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 it's it's almost the opposite, where the guys really, really believe in what we have here and and, and love, you know, being a part of this team and this organization and, and think that we have some great things ahead of us. And, uh, and so I think, you know, when we have a couple of de- uh, devastating losses like we had early, um, you know, like you said, you, you start to question that maybe a little bit, and guys start squeezing their sticks a little bit too hard, and maybe overthinking things uh, instead of just going out there and doing what they know how to do, uh, and playing hard for each other. So, like I said, I don't, I don't think um, you know. I, I think the feeling uh, and the belief is still there, and the guys really, really do care, and the effort's been there. I think now we need to kind of focus on more specific things that are going to help us, uh, you know, improve on the floor in-game and, and help us climb out of this hole that we're in. When you start the season down to your two best goal scorers from the previous season, that's going to change effects now. You made a lot of moves in the offseason, brought in a lot of great talent, especially on the offensive side. But when you're down a guy like Austin Stotts, when you're down a guy like Casey Jackson, that's going to change, uh, I'm guessing, the mindset and what, what you're capable of. So let's let's move on to that and talk about some of these guys mm-hmm. Uh, can you give us an update on Austin? Where he's at with his injury, and maybe a prognostication for when he might be coming back? Yeah, well, uh, as we all know, Austin uh, suffered a, a pretty serious knee injury uh, last spring, um, uh, where he, he tore his ACL, which is uh, which is an injury that he had sustained uh, earlier uh, in his career when he was a younger man. Um, so they had to re-repair that, that torn ACL in the same knee. And then uh, he also did some other damage to the knee, um, you know, um, when he got hurt last year. Um, so, but he is progressing really well. I mean, we, we expect him back sometime in February. Um, you know, we want to make sure, you know, for, obviously we all know what kind of an impact he's going to make when he comes back on the floor. Um, he's never looked better, in my opinion. I've known him for a long time. Um, he's in a really good place, I think, physically and mentally. Um, you know, he's been he's been living in San Diego since he was injured, uh, trained there all summer long, and, and got treatment from our great medical staff uh, down there. And um, and I know he's he's chomping at the bit to get back in the lineup, but you know, we want to make sure that he's 110 percent healthy. Um, again, he's, phys- he's he's confident in his body and in his knee. Uh, and then he's mentally ready to, to jump back in the lineup and be who we all know he's going to be when he comes back. So, um, you know, and we also, we also, there's, there's two ways to look at an injury. You know, obviously you want to get, you want to get the player back as quickly as possible. Um, but I'm not doing my job if I'm not thinking about him and his health, uh, longer term as well, uh, and bigger picture as well. So, um, you know, we're, 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 again, we're all, it's progressing really, really well. And, uh, you know, I know, uh, all the guys uh, really feed off of him, not only his play on the floor, but but just his presence overall, and uh, being able to get him back uh, practicing um, and progressing that way, and just being around the guys a little bit more, uh, I think is going to be a good boost for us going into the new year, and and then hopefully again we'll, we'll see him we'll see him soon in February. And he's really transformed his body. He's dropped a lot of weight, which is obviously going to help with uh, the knees going forward. So that's really great to see that the shape that he's gotten himself in. I'm sure he's just really dying to get out there and help the boys play. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's a big man, right? He's a big physical man and, and that's a big part of his game. And, um, but, but I, the some of the feedback that he got from the doctors when he did get injured, uh, was that, you know, it would really help take some pressure off his knee if he were to lose some weight. So, um, you know, I think he's, uh, focused on staying strong to be still be able to make that uh, you know play that power game um, uh, and not you know give up any of that, but also uh, also lean out a little bit so he can take some pressure off that knee, but also you know g- gain a bit of a quicker step too. I think that's just going to help his game overall, and 
uh, and and more so to that, I think he it's making him feel confident too, uh, coming back that he's in he's in good shape and um, and uh, and again, like you said, he's he's just looking better and you know look good, feel good, play good kind of thing. You know, I think mentally that does have an effect. So um, yeah, we're really really pleased with his progress, and I know he is too. And uh, I mean, he's a competitor, right? He he just wants to go out there and 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 help the team win in any way that he can and, and to see us struggling out of the gate, you know, he's uh, he's chomping at the bit even more to get back in the lineup. So I think for me, it's more a matter of, um, you know, managing that and kind of put putting the reins on him a little bit so that, you know, he follows the protocol, return to play protocol to a T and, and he just focuses on that versus, uh, you know, trying to get ahead of himself. But, uh, uh, you know, again, there's, there's no one that, that, that misses competing as much as he, he, he does. Um, and, uh, you know, when he comes back, I, I know he's going to hit the ground running. Another guy that is probably really missing competing, another lefty forward, Casey Jackson, has been down to start the season. And now we saw Austin's injury last year as a member of the Seals. Casey got hurt mm-hmm. this summer, and so fans are probably a little in the dark on what his situation mm-hmm. has been. So maybe you can fill everybody in on what's going on with Casey. Yeah, well, um, a lot of these guys play in the summer to, to stay sharp, you know, physically and uh, and then continue to work on developing their game. So there's various summer leagues out there that these guys play in um, for those reasons. Uh, you know, and unfortunately, uh, Casey suffered a, suffered a concussion, uh, you know, about midway through the summer. Uh, and um, And so he's... You know, as we all know, concussions are a tricky are, are a tricky injury. You know, and they're um, you know they're different for every individual in terms of how they how how your body reacts to to that injury and 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 how quickly you're able to return to play, etc. So, um, but you know, again, I think you know Casey is kind of week to week at this point. You know, we we've definitely missed him. You know, he's a he's a pure goal scorer. Uh, he was out of practice last week, um, you know, not practicing with contact yet, but he's, he's pretty close, we think. Um, but even just seeing him shoot shoot the ball out there, um, you know, we it, make, it reminds us of what we're missing. I mean, like I said, he's a pure shooter, pure goal scorer. Um, and then it, it honestly keeps defenses really, really honest when he's in the lineup, right? And it, and it, and it opens things up for other guys as well, just how lethal he is, Um being able to score the way he does. And, and we're really excited to, to get him in the lineup with some of our other new lefties, too, uh, that he hasn't really gotten a chance to play with or play very much with yet in, in Connor Fields and, and Zach Greer. So, um, yeah, for sure, you know, we're looking forward to having Casey back. But in the meantime, you know, I think, you know, we have enough of, of talent. We have enough talent up front, you know. And, and I think to a man, you know, I think guys would admit that, you know, we haven't been as consistent as we need to be up there. And, you know, we have some guys that, that are really hot one night, kind of off the next. And, and we need to kind of, um, you know, we need to figure that out, right? We need we need all seven guys. That was Josh Nanner's message, our offensive coach's message to the group uh, on Sunday was, you know, in order for us to be successful uh, as an offense, you know, we, we, need, we need all seven guys contributing that are in the lineup. And, um and we and, and we know that all seven guys are capable of contributing at the highest level, and they've proven that at various points during their career before they got they came to us. Um, so, um, including on our guys from our team from last year. So, so um, yeah, Casey's gonna Casey and Austin when they do return are gonna for sure give a huge boost to our offense. You know, but we think we have enough. You know, to be winning games right now and and to be putting up more numbers than we have. A quick break to talk about our friends at Manscaped. Manscaped.com is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. Manscaped created the world's first manscaping kit that makes manscaping safe and easy. Precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. The Perfect Package 2.0 kit features the Lawnmower 2.0 waterproof manscaping trimmer. Get 20% off plus free shipping from your Perfect Package 2.0 purchase when you use promo code SEALS at Manscaped.com. One guy that recently returned from injury this past weekend and contributed right away uh, a couple goals Friday, a goal on Sunday. Johnny Pearson injured that same ACL as Austin a, a few weeks before, so obviously he comes back mm-hmm. before and was a nice injection on the on the left side there. 
Yeah, you know, it was, uh, we were trying to kind of, it was, he came back at the, the, the right time for us um, because we were trying to find uh, someone with a little bit more size um, and athleticism that could maybe move some bodies around a little bit more. Uh, he is a bit of a, uh, an inside and outside threat, so he can, he can, he can get to the net because of how physically, uh, you know, how, how physically big and strong he is, but also, uh, you know, he can shoot the ball from the outside. So he's got a couple of nice goals from the outside as well. So, you know, nice little injection into our lineup. You know, he, he worked his tail off with Austin. They were, they were living together all summer long, um, you know, rehabbing uh, pretty much the same injury together. And I think that really, really helped both guys. Um, and, uh, you know, Johnny, uh, you know, it's, it's nice to see his hard work pay off and have, have him in the lineup and have him some success right away. So, um, you know, and again, like I said, it, it was nice for the other two lefties on that side to have him in there banging around, opening up some lanes for them as well. And I, I think you saw that in, in both Zach's game on Friday night and, uh, and Connor's game on Sunday, uh, the impact that Johnny had on, on, on that side and, and him being in the lineup. Yeah, and talking about Connor Fields, he was around all year last year, but he was himself recovering from an ACL injury. So I feel like some of us feel like he's further along, but you know he's only a handful of games into his career. We just saw his best game against Vancouver, four goals. Talk about the progression he's making, and he has that potential to be an NLL star. No question. Um, you know, we were lucky enough to, to draft him late in the in the first round over a year ago, and it was because, uh, you know, he was coming off an, an ACL injury from college, so he wouldn't have slipped that far in the draft if he wasn't uh, injured um, or wasn't going to be injured for the majority of last year. But we, we still drafted him because we, we believe that he has a lot of upside, and, and he's, a, he's a very special talent, and he's proven that uh, at every level that he's played in um, over the course of his young career already. So... Um, and, and we're starting to see flashes. I think, you know, that, that's the other thing too, is that, you know, um, Josh, uh, Sanderson and I met with, with Connor, uh, the night before Vancouver after the Calgary game. And, you know, we reminded him, you know, he's, I mean, he's a competitor too, and he's, he's used to having, having a lot of success and, and, you know, his confidence was maybe a little bit down, uh, you know, after the first three games and, and we reminded him that, you know what, he's, yeah, he's only a handful of games into his career in the NLL, and, and the best is yet to come for him. And to, you know, to get back to kind of playing with that swagger that, that, that has made him so successful uh, and that all great players have. And, uh, and I think, you know, just to maybe give him a little bit of confidence uh, that, we, that we believe in him and, and that we're willing to work with him and help him uh, develop, but, but also that, you know, it's time for him to, to make an impact, you know, and, and we think he's ready to make an impact. And uh, he went out there and showed that on Sunday, which was which was huge for us. He was our most productive guy. He not only, I, I think, an underrated stat that 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 uh, that we made him aware of um, going into that game was, you know, he's been also picking up a lot of huge offensive loose balls for us, which uh, which is a, which which also is, is a big, uh, it's a big. Uh, asset to have offensively because what it creates is more offensive possessions, right? Especially uh, repossessions when 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 the opposing defense is tired. Uh, usually they make mistakes. So and and so I believe on Sunday he had four goals, but he also had I think 14 loose balls, which is which is huge. Um, and so again, you know, uh, I think he's just going to get better with every game that he plays. Um, you know, I think he's. He, you know, Zach Greer has had an amazing influence on him. You know, and on Sunday, you'll notice that Zach didn't score a whole lot or, or at all, but he he got a lot of great chances and he opened up a lot of great lanes for Connor to be able to play his game and shoot from the areas that he likes to shoot from. So uh, that was a huge positive for us as well as those two kind of creating some, some more chemistry and figuring out, you know, what – each other likes to do out there and, and finding ways to allow each other to, to get those to execute right uh, get those those good looks and 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 play within their comfort zone and it's pretty amazing talking about Zach Greer I mean he he took a year off from the NLL he, it wasn't like he was completely dark from lacrosse but to come right back yeah. into this league and 
have a four goal game and put up the production that he has so far. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, but anyone that knows Zach, you know, knows that, uh, you know, again, he, he's a pure competitor, right? And he's, he keeps himself in tip top shape. And, um, you know, uh, him taking a year off, we were not all that concerned with, a, with, with someone, uh, just, just from knowing him, just from knowing him and his makeup. Um, you know, did we think he'd come out out of the gates with this much uh, production? You know, we knew we we weren't sure, right? We we knew it would come at some point, but we're, you know, maybe uh, a little skeptical that uh, you know that it would happen this early. But you know, we need we need that out of him now, right? Especially especially when now that Casey and and Austin are still recovering from injury and they're still out of the lineup, we we needed Zach to come in and and give us good minutes and be productive. And, and uh, that's a lot of pressure to put on a guy, you know, um, that's been off for a year. But, you know, if anyone could do it, you know, it would be him, right? He's, he's won a few championships in this league. He's always been productive everywhere he's gone. Um, he's a very intelligent player that can, like I said, he can get guys open, but he also put him in front of the net. And, you know, more chance, even more often than not, he's going to put it in the back of the net. So, um, yeah, we couldn't be more excited. It took us a year to convince them to come back and play and get that deal done with Colorado. But, uh, you know, we, we couldn't be more excited to, uh, to have him. And, and we know, like I said, it, you know, the more he gets comfortable and, and gets the rust off from, from taking a year off, um, the better he's going to be and the more impact, more of an impact he's going to make on our team. And speaking of that excitement, I mean, Casey Jackson's probably the closest to return of the, of the lefties that are down right now when you get Casey and Connor and Zach three pretty different offensive players there whether it's Casey working mm-hmm. behind the net Zach being physical Connor using his stick skills and his speed mm-hmm. how excited are you at shooter and the offensive staff to get them to playing together very excited you know very excited you know I think the other dimension to that is our power play right I think that's gonna our power play hasn't been hasn't been you know, terrible, but it, you know, there have been times where it's been a little bit inconsistent and to be able to add that other threat on the power play, uh, it was Casey shooting and his dunk, dunking ability from behind the net, as you mentioned. Um, uh, like I said earlier, I think it's just going to open up more for, for other players. And, and I think just gives some more confidence to, to our, to our offense, you know? And, uh, like I said, I think we have the talent. It's just a matter of it meshing uh, and, and being a little bit more consistent. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I think, I think Casey's for sure going to help with that. And then when you add Austin back into that mix, you know, a few more weeks down the road, that's in theory and probably in practice, a really scary offensive team. I think so. I I think so. I think all great teams in this league, all all teams that are successful in this league have depth and, uh, you know, and, and I think, you know, when, when Austin comes back, you know, it's going to be a really, really deep offense. Uh, and it's going to be an unpredictable offense as well. I think that's an important key uh, that we mentioned on the weekend is that we've got to be unpredictable out there, right? Um, we got to be consistent and we got to be on the same page. But but we all we also have to keep other defenses and goaltenders on their toes and uh, keep them guessing. I think by having all those different options, uh, you know, week to week, it's going to create uh, a pretty tough out for the for our opponent right you know trying to figure out how to stop us um but you know we have to take it one game at a time one practice at a time and and there's a lot of things before we get to that point that we need to improve on that are controllable you know we also don't want to wish our life away here uh you know waiting for these guys to get back you know i think we have enough talent like i said earlier to win now and and we got to find ways uh and that's going to start with our with our offense being a little bit more productive Another quick break. Coronado Brewing Company is proud to be the official craft beer partner of the Seals. Enjoy fan favorite Orange Avenue Wit and their new Salty Crew Blonde Ale all season long and visit coronadobrewing.com to find their award-winning beers near you. Stay coastal. Cheers. And the success you've had on offense so far, it probably starts and stops with Westberg, came over from Calgary in a trade. And what are your initial impressions being able to see Wes this close and what has he done for this team thus far into the season? Well, Wes has uh, made a huge impact. I think you know over the over the four games, I think he's been our best player overall. Um, you know, and uh, and he, 
he's different, but similar to Austin in the sense that he can beat you in a lot of different ways. Uh, he has so many different types of offensive tools that, that make him special, uh, in, in our opinion. You know, he can drive to the net. You know, he can, uh, he can set picks. He can play a power game. He can play a finesse game. You know, he's got great hands inside and out. He's a great shooter. You know, he's a very cerebral player. He, if, there's a, if there's a man open, he's going to find them pretty quickly. Um, you know, and, and I, I also as well, he's just been, you know, even though he's new, uh, he's, he's really made an impact off the floor as well. He's a, he's a, he's a natural leader. Uh, even though he's a really sm- uh, young guy, he's been a captain everywhere he's played. So he knows uh, what it takes to win, and he knows uh, what he needs to, to do to be a good teammate and, and have a good influence on the people around him. And I think so far he's uh, not only made a, a great impact for us on the floor, but he, he's been he, he's fit in really well with our group and uh, a really positive influence on our group through through the tough times that we've gone through so far and um and that's been great for us to see yeah he's been fantastic to have in the office in the community and a part of the organization one of the newer aspects of the team this year uh, a few more american-born players which is kind of exciting for us down here in san diego uh guys like eli gobrecht mark lassini garrett apple making a real impact talk about these american players their transition to the box game the improvements that you're seeing from them on a, on a regular basis, the more and more you get to work with them and what kind of impact they're making. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, as this green game and, and league grows, uh, you know, we're going to need more and more uh, American players to be involved. And, uh, and I, I think the, the talent pool of, of great American players that are, that are still not playing in this league yet is, is pretty uh, pretty vast. I think there's a lot of great players out there that, that will be successful in this game going forward. And, uh, and you know, it was a priority of mine and ours to, uh, to provide opportunity to American players to learn and, 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 and be a part of this league and our team. And uh, the guys that we have on our team this year, you know, first of all, um, you know, going back to the start of training camp, were some of our best players at training camp. They not only stood out, but but in, in certain in certain areas, you know, we're, we're better than, than some of our returning guys, which uh, which is a credit to them and how much work they put in to prepare for uh, for for camp and, and to, to try and make our team. Um, but further to that, you know, I, I believe that their growth and their impact comes directly from their character. You know, it's um, it's a, it's outside of their comfort zone. These guys are used to being the man in outdoor and outdoor or field lacrosse, um, and um, you know, and sometimes you know, trying something new or, or going outside of your comfort zone can be a little bit of a shot to the ego. Or uh, and, and these guys really just kind of leaned into that opportunity and uh, and have been fully committed and, and have bought in, um, you know, and and I think that sends a message to the rest of the guys not to take take things for granted, but also. I think that that's accelerated their their growth and development process, um, where they're just so committed. They're watching film. They're talking to our uh, our defensive coordinator uh, Billy Greer on a daily basis. You know, to, to to try and learn little things. You know, and and even when they're not in the lineup, making making you know trying to make an impact on their teammates um, by being that you know positive support system. So. Um, yeah, I, I think that they're going to get better. I think they're going to be great players in this league for a long time, and uh, we're happy to have them. One of the primary reasons for success last season was the play of Frank Ciliano. He was really tremendous in, in front of the goal last year. And, and I think if you asked him, he'd probably tell you he hadn't had his best games as a SEAL so far this season. Mm-hmm. How important, is there anything more important than him getting back on track in Vancouver and playing up to his capabilities for this team? No, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think he's uh, he'd be the first to admit that uh, you know we haven't seen the Frankie that we've all grown to know and love uh, yet this year. Um, you know, but but Sunday in Vancouver in front of his whole family in his hometown, um, you know, was was no better place for him to gain some confidence back. And you know, I I, I do believe that. Uh, 
you know, our first three losses were a combination of things. And there were times where we, uh, you know, we, we hung him out to dry a little bit. And, uh, and sometimes where he had some really, really good stretches where he looked like himself. Um, but, you know, just like any sport um, and any position in any sport, confidence is a big thing. And, um, you know, to see him get, especially at goaltender position, you know, everything, you know, when things go well, you know, um, everybody points to the goaltender, right? When, when things don't go well, unfortunately, everybody points to the goaltender. So um, dealing with that and, and dealing with adversity is, is not an easy thing. And, and staying positive with yourself and staying confident through tough times is not an easy thing either. But I think uh, the way he played on Sunday and, and being able to help us grind out that win in Vancouver um, was a real, real boost for his confidence. And and I think, you know, I, I don't think he had a perfect game. I, I still don't think it was, you know, the Frankie that, that we saw last year, but it was a really, really positive step in the right direction. And I have faith that he's just going to get better and better. And I know by the end of the year, he's going to be recognized as one of the best goalies in the league like he was last year. And, and, um, and we're going to rely on him for that. So, um, but, you know, again, I think uh, really, really positive signs on Sunday and, and excited for him to kind of uh, take a break and have a bye weekend and get mentally ready for Saskatchewan. Yeah, I think he's. I think you can easily make the argument that he's a top five goalie in the NLL. Was that something that you saw? You picked him up in the expansion draft last year. He had lost his starting position to Christian Del Bianco, who is a tremendous goalie, mm-hmm. a young guy. Did you know he had the talent in him? Did you think maybe he could get there? What, what did you see in him that made him the guy out of all the available goalies in the expansion draft to go after and kind of build your team around on the on the goalie end? Yeah, absolutely. So he was our first priority in the expansion draft. We 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 tried to do as much as our, as we could with uh, with Calgary to, to ensure that that we were able to acquire him and and make a make him our our starting goaltender uh, in year one and hopefully for many years to come. So, um, and the reasons for that is uh, you know first of all um, you can't teach a size, so size is very important. Uh, and, you know, especially for that position. Um, you know, as well, he, he's still a really young guy, so he's he's only in his you know mid to late twenties, and and he's gonna he's gonna uh, again most goaltenders in this league usually kind of peak at around thirty. So we knew that he his best years were ahead of him, and that he was just kind of in a tough situation in Calgary. Uh, and then before that, you know, he was a high, highly touted goaltender coming out of junior and and the WLA in, in Vancouver, and 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 one of the best up-and-coming prospects goaltender-wise, uh, you know, of his generation. So um, for us to be able to get him um, the way we did in the expansion draft, uh, I think was a huge, huge plus for our organization going forward. It's such an important position, and you can't win without without uh, a goaltender that that is one of the best in the league. And, and, and again, I think he proved that last year, but, you know, it's all, you know, sports is a, what have you done for me lately business, and, and, um, you know, but we, we're, we fully expect to, for him to come back to form and, uh, and be that rock for us, uh, you know, down the stretch to help, help us climb out of this hole that we're in and uh, get us back in the, into the playoff race. When you talk about the goalie position and the depth on this team this past offseason, you, know, you signed Nick Damute as a street free agent after losing Rylan Hartley in the expansion draft, which is always tough for an expansion team to have to give up players in the expansion draft the next year. And you you went into the draft, you didn't have a first round pick, but you you know, second rounders and on. And I think some of the criticism nationally from the the experts and pundits was, well, why didn't the seals take a goalie in the draft? You must've felt really Mm -hmm. good about Nick that you signed as a street free agent to be able to fill that role. Right. Exactly. So, um, how we found Nick was, you know, really from, from, from scouting Ryland, Ryland Hartley. Um, and, uh, so they're they're the same age and, and and they grew up playing against each other and uh, and and really they've been uh, in in that in that particular draft class they were they were they were ranked one two and, and lots of different people had Nick actually rank a little bit higher higher than uh, Riley going into last year's draft and, and that's kind of how it played out at the draft when we were able to acquire uh, Ryland Demude was was the next goalie drafted, I believe, in that draft. And, and, and he was a free agent in the summer, and, 
And when we we had a feeling that we might lose Ryland in the expansion draft, uh, we got pretty aggressive with 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 Nick to make sure that he signed with us. And uh, and uh, again, there are different types of goalies, but we didn't feel like um, um, we didn't feel like we'd be able to find a better goalie in the draft than than, than Nick. So, like I said, we were pretty aggressive to to sign him, and uh, we know. He's committed to, to living out there in San Diego and taking a lot of shots and working with the guys every day to improve upon his game. And I think when he does, um, you know, he is going to be a top goalie out there. And, um, you know, I also think he's a real, real good um, second option to, to Frankie. I think he's going to give us some minutes. I think he's going to take he's going to take some pressure off Frankie at different times and, and again, show opposing offenses a bit of a different look. You know, he can move side to side. He's kind of a smaller, wider base guy um, that, that really can gobble up shots from the outside really well. Um, you know, and he's got a really good stick to him, too, so he can move the ball up the floor really fast. And, uh, and he's, him and Frankie have a very similar demeanor. They're kind of quiet, cool customers. Um, one thing you don't know about Nick is he's got a pretty subtle um, good sense of humor, too, and the guys really like that about him. And, uh, and he's a really calming, calming. He's a real calming presence back there, positive, um, and, and also there for Frankie. So I think it's going to be a really good one-two punch. And I think they can learn a lot from each other and really feed off each other uh, as they get to know each other and their strengths, and uh, and as their bond gets stronger and stronger as the year goes on. And I don't think the guys that are living here in market were more excited than to have a goalie in market to be able to play with all week and a guy of that caliber to really help them get better. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we've got the climate in San Diego and we've got our, our practice uh, knockaround field there where they can go down and individually work on their game. And I think that's an advantage for us. Uh, and I know Nick was really, really excited about that um, because it, it's, it's really hard to develop in our league, especially if you're a goaltender. So to be able to get those quality shots um, consistently throughout the course of the season is pretty rare. So it'll just make him more ready for his next opportunity um, whenever that comes. And uh, and also, too, for other guys, it's nice to have a target in there that they can, they can shoot at as well. I know Austin's really, really excited about that. And uh, so and some of our other shooters that live in the market. So, uh, yeah, nothing but a positive on that front. And that was important to us, too. You know, when we acquired Nick, that was one of the conditions. Is it, are you going to be able to live down there? And um, Because we, we not only want you to... Um, you know, be able to step in and 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 support Frankie during games, but but we want to develop a goalie for the future too. So um, that was an important part of uh, of that arrangement. Cali BBQ is proud to be an official sponsor of your San Diego Seals. Buy our slow smoked barbecue at any Seals home game or online anytime at www.calibbq.media. Year one to year two, very different in the draft. Uh, year one, you got the number one overall pick. You've got tons of first round draft picks. Second year, uh, you use those your, your first rounder to get Westberg. You you brought in some veterans, so your first pick wasn't until the second round, and you get Matt Sykes. And this guy has played every game so far and has made a real impact. Talk about what he's brought to the team and maybe where you see his ceiling as a defender in the NLL. Well, you know, we we knew that uh, that Matt going just from scouting him uh, in junior, etc. We, we knew that he had the potential to be a high-end defender in our league. But again, he's pretty young, right? So he's only 20, 21 years old. Uh, actually, it was, uh, it was pretty comical. For, you know, he's, uh, you know, after the win in Vancouver, he could finally first, you know, he could, he could enjoy a legal beer after the win because uh, we were in Canada. So, um but, you know, obviously in San Diego, he's not of age yet. So he's still a very young young guy, um, but we think he has a ton of upside. He's obviously physically imposing. Like, he's, he's, he's big, he's mean, um, he hits really hard, etc. But what we like about him is, is just his intelligence. He's a really smart defender. He picked up our system really, really quickly with Billy Greer and, and developed a, an element of trust with Billy that, um, has kept him in the lineup for four straight games. So, uh, and if you, you know, as we do, we look at the film really closely. And overall, you know, we look at kind of check marks and, and minuses after a game. You know, in terms of 
you know, some plus plays that guys make and some mistakes that they make. And he has had far more uh, check marks beside his name than X's, I'll put it that way, in all four games. So, uh, and he's gotten better every game that he's played, you know. Um, so, and, and I know that, that Brody and, and, uh, and Cam and some of our other veteran defenders have been really great with him as well. And he's, he's really kind of um, learned from those guys. And he's, he, he's made it clear to us a few times how much he looks up to those guys and how much he, he has looked up to those guys just watching them play while he's trying to figure out what kind of player he's going to be in the future. So uh, I think it's a good balance there for him. And, uh, you know, I, I do believe he's going to be a top defender one day, and we're lucky to have him So and lucky to get him uh, where we did in the second round. Yeah, it's crazy for a kid that young to have such a high lacrosse IQ and play so well. You talked about some of the leadership that he's gotten from your captain, Brody Merrill, your assistant captain, Cam Holding, on the defensive end. Those guys come out in Vancouver, both get a goal. Obviously, Brody gets the game winner in overtime, as, as special as it gets. You know, Talk about what they're doing on the back end, what they're doing as leaders, and how they're helping your transition game, which was a, a big step up there in Vancouver. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I couldn't have been uh, more happy for those two after, uh, after the Vancouver win. I think you know, the, the three of us were texting each other last night. I don't think there's been. I don't think any one of us has been that happy after a game, winning a game in December. Um, but uh, you know, uh, they've been they've been really wearing these, these losses uh, very hard, um, and um, you know, are taking have taken a lot of responsibility for for us struggling out of the gate. I think unfairly to them. You know, I think they put a little bit too much of that pressure on themselves. But uh, also at the same time, that those are the t- that just. Those are the type of people they are and the type of leaders that they are is that they they take responsibility through the through the good and bad and ugly and um, and to see them break out and, and have great games uh, you know not only in transition with those big goals but they were you know we played them a lot they they played a lot in that game especially down the stretch in the fourth quarter and overtime I don't think they came off the floor and and, uh, and they really helped us grind out that win so I think it was actually pretty fitting. Um, Hopefully, that uh, that they were the ones that that were able to to score and get us on the board, and for Brody to score in overtime, I think uh, it was a perfect uh, ending to uh, to a game that hopefully got the monkey off our shoulders and uh, and got us pointed in the right direction. So, you know, just like Frankie, you know, this team is going to go where our leadership takes us. You know, and uh, and that starts with with Brody and Cam and Frankie and and, and Bucky and. And, and Wes and some of the other leaders that we've already mentioned. And uh, and so um, I think that that game was a big relief for them. And now uh, I'm confident that uh, they're going to continue to lead us in the right direction from here. It's pretty crazy. Brody still at his age, he's basically leading the team in minutes. So, And his work ethic is legendary. I don't think anybody questions his endurance. But you know, do you ever worry about putting that much stress on him, on his body and and, or you just know that that's the guy that's going to be out there to take care of this team. Yeah, I, I joked with Brody a little bit before the season started and said, uh, you know, we might have to put you on the Kawhi Leonard uh, load management plan here for the year. <laughs> and uh, I don't, I can't, I can't tell you how he responded on on air here. Um, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't positive. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, obviously, you know, with any veteran older player. Um, you have to watch that, right? You know, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't uh, put the guys in the lineup that have the freshest legs and are going to give us the best chance to win on any given night, young or old, right? But, uh, um, you know, I think what, what's gotten Brody to this point and, um, you know, what, what still makes him successful uh, and, and maybe gives him that fifth year in, in overtime is, uh, I think, are two things. I think, I think first of all, um, you know, his just his attitude towards the game, like his, his mindset, where um, you know he he's able to adapt to you know change his game as he gets older and and finds kind of different ways to be successful than maybe he did in his first few years in the league. And uh, I think if you go back and watch some of those old uh, films from when he played in Portland and Edmonton in those early years, you're going to see a different player. Um, now right and i think he you know he's 
he's really uh, worked on that to, to make those adjustments as he's gotten older. But, but also, too, just, I mean, we all know, I think it's been well documented, how well he takes care of himself and um, how he approaches the game uh, professionally uh, in terms of how he treats his body, you know, how he mentally prepares for games, you know, all those things. So, um, yeah, but, but just, uh, you know, I, I've seen him score goals like that a thousand times. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said, it was, uh, I think my hands hit the roof when, uh, when he buried that one the other day. And, and uh, it's pretty, pretty amazing to see him uh, kick that up in the, into overdrive and pull away from, from that guy and, and put it in the back of the net. I, you know, uh, you know, um, was there, was there any yeah, doubt he, in your mind? You, well too, with his famous unnecessary dive across the crease on a breakaway. So <laughs> I knew it was either going short side or he was going to, he was going to dive, but, uh, that was, that was pretty cool. And it, and a big boost for our guys too. I think, you know, that, you know, everyone you know, really looks up to Brody and, um, and really, um, responds to him as, as our leader and, and as, to see him kind of uh, help us break through like that. I think uh, you can tell by the pileup at the end of the game on top of them there that, uh, that they're all pretty excited. When he came up with that loose ball off the, off the shot and he had nobody in front of him, what, what, were, what were the odds in your mind that he was going to bury that? Uh, you know what, honestly, um, like as soon as I saw the ball bounce off the board, I think our whole bench just yelled, go, bro. <laughs> it's like run for us, run kind of thing. Uh, you know, I, I think we all, um, you know, uh, we're hoping that it would go in. <laughs> we're, we're praying that it would go in, but I confidence that he'd bury that. Usually that's, uh, that's what he does. So uh, it was nice that he was able to get that opportunity and finish it off. You talk about the leadership that Brody and Cam have provided to the team. Another addition to the team this year has been Ben Ives, uh, a member of the, yeah. the real SEALs, the Navy SEALs. Uh, you brought him on as a culture coach to really mm -hmm. add something to this team that probably no other team in the league might have. That, that's a real asset. Talk mm -hmm. about what he's brought to this team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, uh, Ben... Um, ben joined our team last year and, and, uh, you know, he volunteered his time. He's, he had just re retired from the SEALs team and had a very decorated career, um, and long career with the SEALs team and, um, was looking, uh, you know, to, to, you know, honestly, his quote to me was, I just want to have a positive influence on other people and, and I want to, uh, you know, be a part of a team again. You know, and and um, and he and, and he, he was confident that he could help us. And and you know, as the year went on last year, um, he became. Yeah, I've said this many times, and I think all the guys that were around last year and our leadership group that were really really um, pushing me to bring him back this year would say that he was in a lot of ways our secret weapon. You know, and um, you know, but what he does is. You know, it, it, it's in the sports psychology realm where he gives us tools to help us uh, mentally, emotionally, uh, you know, and, and physically prepare for, for each for each game. And uh, and more than that, you know, he's he's a support system for each individual player. Um, he spends a lot of time talking to them during the week when we're not around each other. And, and, and you know, guys who go through ups and downs, and, and so do us as as coaches and he's, he's there for me. I talk to him daily. Um, you know, he shares experiences with me and stories with me that, that help me keep things in perspective, but also he's just a great friend, you know, and he's a great friend to our guys and, and, and uh, an asset for our organization in so many different ways. We're very lucky to have him, And, you know, I, he, um, you know, especially during the tougher times, you know, when we're at one three, you know, he, he has a really, really positive outlook on things. You know, he just keeps reinforcing. It's just a matter of time before we come together. We have the right guys. We have the right team. We have the right people involved. It's just a matter of, of us of us breaking through. And uh, and uh, so, you know, hopefully Sunday was that breakthrough. But, but I know that, that Ben is going to continue to help us and, and develop guys off the floor and, 
and help us get ready for each game on the floor. Um, so, uh, yeah, very, very, I don't think you'd be able to have a resource like that in any other market. In fact, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't. Um, so just being, us being, having the name seals, you know, and, 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 uh, and being in San Diego, um, where they train and live and, and, and with the strong military pr- uh, presence across the board, it just seemed like a really, really natural fit to have them involved. What a great asset to have for the team on, on so many different levels. As the calendar changes over to 2020, we are getting pretty close to a couple special event games, really uh, first off a, a month away from the game in Las Vegas. Talk about uh, where you are as a coaching staff with that game, where the players are at, what, what excitement is out there to uh, take the game to Vegas, show it to a new crowd, and uh, hopefully have a really fun experience. Yeah, well, uh, obviously, yeah, when that announcement was made, you know, it, it, guys were really, really excited. You know, I, I am too. It's going to be a special, uh, monumental day for, for our organization, for the guys that are, for the players that are involved. Um, you know, I know I'm, I'm very grateful to be a part of it too, to be able to stand on the bench, be a part of the event. I also think it's a huge, monumental game for just the, the league and the game itself. Um, and, uh, you know, being a part of history is always something special and something that we know we're never going to forget. So, um, you know, that's, you know, I, again, I, the guys couldn't be more excited. That being said, we have some work to do to, to make it up to our fans, uh, before that. Um, you know, we haven't played well at home our first two games. Uh, I know the guys really look forward to playing at home in the Pachanga Center and, and uh, there was a little bit of a, a, a magic to us there at home. Um, and we need to find that first. I think that's the most important thing is that, uh, you know, we have a really enthusiastic crowd and, and a, a crowd that's really into what we do. And we've, we've offered them two kind of disappointing performances at home. And uh, I know the guys are hungry to get back home and, and turn that around and give them uh, a much better performance and, uh, and and get them their first win at home so that um, we can get that magic back a bit. So as excited as we are for, for Vegas and uh, and the outdoor game, um, you know, we have some work to do before that first. And, uh, you know, we do break the season down into, into six-game chunks. I think that's the way um, you have to look at, at the NLL season because the start of the year is very different than the stretch run in the middle, which is very different than the last six games of the season. So, you know, our goal is to get back to three and three by the end of the, the first six games. And uh, we know it's going to be tough, but uh, uh, that's our goal and, and that's our focus for now. Bye week this week and then a tough game at home on January 12th against Saskatchewan. What are you doing with the team between now and then to get them ready uh, for a tough divisional uh, matchup? Yeah, so, I mean, I think it's important for them to just uh, decompress you know, um, enjoy, uh, you know, the Toronto game, unfortunately, ruined Christmas for us. <laughs> so, so we, you know, for the, so the, for the guys, uh, that was a long break in between, in between games and for us to stew on that disappointing loss against Toronto. So, you know, now that we got, finally got our first win under our belt, we want them to go home, take a couple of days off with their families, enjoy New Year's, uh, and then, and then go into, you know, obviously walk into 2020 with a new, with a clean slate and a, and a, and a refreshed and positive mindset. That's, that's objective number one. Uh, from there, then we get into our prep for, uh, for Saskatchewan. You know, we, they're a great team. Like that, let's, let's be honest. They're a really, really good team. Um, you know, our, our division's really tough. Um, but we had some success against them last year. Uh, and we played them in the preseason and had a really strong performance against them in the preseason. Um, and, um, you know, we, we're going to treat this game, uh, very seriously, you know, for a lot of different reasons, but the way we prep it typically is we have weekly calls, we have offensive and defensive calls, you know, we'll have, we'll have a practice before, before our next game where we can get some good work in. Um, and then, and then the guys are going to obviously be physically preparing themselves, getting their shooting in, getting their workouts in, getting their treatments in. We have a couple guys that that were banged up naturally after after a, a back-to-back weekend, right, where you have two games in a weekend. We have some guys that are physically banged up with some bumps and bruises. Um, so, you know, obviously they need to get treatments in and get themselves uh, um, uh, healthy again for, for that game. And 
Um, but uh, I, I know, again, it, it's going to be a long couple weeks too because you know you, you have a win like that and you're on that emotional high. You want to carry that one into the next one. So we got to manage that a little bit too and make sure that we're still feeding off of that win and, and in a positive state of mind. And uh, I think we will be. So um, we can't wait to get back there there and, uh, and 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 have that huge test again against Saskatchewan and hopefully come out with another win. Not to look too far ahead, but we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the Miramar game. You mentioned it earlier. How it, This is a whole other level of excitement, I think, for a special event. You get to go out to an active military base, play an outdoor game, the first in league history, and do it in front of active duty troops on a flight line. Uh, where's the team at with their excitement level for this game and everything that this event means? Oh, I, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. I, I've, uh, the feedback that I've uh, received from people from from the community in San Diego, but also just across the lacrosse world and, and in general, it's just I, it's been overwhelming. You know, I, I uh, again, uh, it's it's going to be a day at Miramar that none of us will forget. And and more importantly to that, I think just just our commitment to the community and just uh, we you know we want to be a part of of that big family uh, in San Diego. And I think that, 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 that this event and that game is going to really um, be, a, be, be a positive um, force towards that. You know, I think it's just going to be a, an event that everyone can enjoy um, from all different walks of life. And I know our players are going to play with a lot more jump in their game and a lot more pride uh, for wearing that jersey just, just, just because of their surroundings. You know, and just because of uh, the environment that they they get to play in, I know that's going to be um, that's going to be a huge thing. So, couldn't be more excited. You know, again, we've got some work to do uh, before then, um, but um, you know, I know it's something that we're all very, very grateful to be a part of moving forward. And lastly, as we wrap up here, you know, just checking in on you. You know, you're literally one of the most competitive guys I've ever been around. Uh, you take losses harder than anybody. You and Steve Govett both really, really don't handle loss as well. But you got to be feeling a little better. You got some momentum going. How, how are you? How the, how's the coaching staff? Uh, you know, where's your mindset at? Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm confident in our group. I, I, I you know, I, I haven't been through a stretch like this in a while. But at, at the same time, if you if you're gonna deal with adversity at any point during the season, you want it to be now. Um, you can't let it last for very long, right? It's a, it's a, it's a results-based business. You know, you got to win, right? And you got to stay in the fight by, by winning as often as you can uh, to give yourself a chance to peak at the end, right? And that's still our focus. And uh, you know, do we do we expect to be one and three after the first four games? I'd be, uh, I'd be lying if, if I said that we 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 did because we didn't expect to be in this hole. That being said, I think it's going to bring out the best in us. And, um, you know, I, I told the guys this on, on, on Sunday, I mean, because they're feeling a lot of pressure. I mean, put that pressure on me. I, you know, I, I believe, uh, you know, because and, and they need to go out there and play and, and, do, and play the way they're capable of playing. And, and, and I'm okay with the pressure because I believe in the group. I believe in our leadership group. I believe in our organization. I believe in, in the talent that we have on the floor. Um, and we just got to keep going. And, and, and learn from the adversity that we've dealt with uh, to make us stronger. But we can't dwell on it for too long because, you know, now that we've dug, dug ourselves this, this little hole, you know, every game now becomes even more important if we want to stay in the race, which we do. And, um, you know, and, and, the, and the guys, I, you know, we built this team to win. You know, we realize we have 10 new faces and, and all that type of stuff, but there's no excuses. We, we, we built this team to win and, um, and, and our, our goal is to make the playoffs and do some damage in the playoffs and go as far as we can. Uh, but we got to give ourselves a chance first. And so uh, no one's, no one's uh, satisfied with where we're at, and it starts with me, but uh, I'm still confident in the group. And, uh, and, I, and I, I truly do believe that the best is yet for, to come for this group, um, but it's got to start. You know, obviously, it started in Vancouver, and it's got to continue uh, shorter term uh, to be able to... Um, get to where we want to go so um i'm good i'm optimistic i'm positive i'm not satisfied by anything so mike i think that's the way i describe it 
Well, there's still a lot of lacrosse to play this season, and I'm confident, everybody here is confident that nobody's going to work harder than this team and this coaching staff to fill up to that potential and uh, play up to capabilities. Patrick, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Enjoy your new year a couple days off, and then uh, looking forward to seeing you back here in San Diego on January 12th, taking on the Saskatchewan Rush at Pechanga Arena. Get your tickets at sealslax.com, sealslax.com. And uh, we'll see you soon. Thank you, Patrick. Thanks, Mike. Happy New Year. Happy holidays to you and your family as well. And, uh, you know, and obviously to all of our fans in San Diego, uh, they're going to see a, a different team in 2020. I can promise you that.